Welcome to the party, pal. The Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Across the world on the interwebs at MichaelDukesShow.com. And across the face of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or translator. Good morning and welcome to the program. It is the Wednesday. So confused. It is the Wednesday edition of The Michael Dukes Show. Hi. How are you? Um, thanks for coming in and joining us this morning. Uh, just another beautiful day here in paradise. Although it is a little cloudy here today, I ain't complaining, man, bring on the rainstorm. That's all I'm saying right now. Just bring on a little bit of rain to see if we can keep the fires and stuff tamped down across the state of Alaska. We could use a little bit of that wet stuff right now. I would not be complaining at all. Uh, if we got a little bit of that stuff, uh, around here today, uh, but just another beautiful day and we've got a full boat ready to jump in and, uh, and get on with it. Uh, just a note this morning, uh, for those of you who'd like to, uh, participate in the simulcast as well, for some reason, Facebook <clears throat> will not, uh, for some reason, Facebook will not participate today. No, fa- I don't know what's going on. Uh, but, uh, it's just, it's not working. It's not working. So that's okay. We're still broadcasting on, uh, YouTube and on, of course, the radio here. So you should have enough, you should have enough places to go and things to do and people to see to make sure that it all works. Um, all right. So today we're going to be talking with, um, a couple different guests In hour two, we'll start backwards here. In hour two, we're going to be uh, talking with Sarah Vance, um, who is the GOP state rep for down there in District uh, 31. And we're going to have a conversation with her about, well, pretty much everything that you wanted uh, in the world. Uh, Whatever we want to talk about, that's what we're going to talk. Oh, we are also on Twitch. I'm sorry. We're on YouTube and Twitch this morning. Somebody just said something. Um, but we're going to talk with Sarah Vance. Uh, that's going to be an hour two today. Uh, everybody's going to be kind of gearing up for campaign season. And so hopefully we're going to see a lot more of the candidates that are going to be available to us here in the next, well, you know, few weeks. I mean, it's, you got to think about it. We're coming up here, uh, in August, um, on the big primary, although it doesn't really matter much except for maybe for the, uh, gubernatorial election, but I expect to see a lot of political faces around here on the program here in the next few weeks. So we'll be we'll be diving into that. Sarah Vance is going to be joining us. In hour one this morning, we're going to uh, talk with Antoine Williams, who is with the 365 campaign. Um, and uh, we're going to get some we're going to get some some talk with a guy who is and I'm trying to get the, and maybe we'll ask him about this specifically. 
um, trying to get the rundown on exactly what is um, he he is. Uh, he owns or he is in charge of all the official Save America merchandise booths at the Trump rallies uh, around the country. And uh, so he's got a he's he works and goes from state to state with the Trump organization. And so we'll get the full scoop from him on that and what's happening. And if you're planning on attending the rally this weekend and if you got tickets and if you didn't, what's uh, what's the you know, what's the skinny on that? So we'll we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about that with uh, uh, Antoine Williams here in just a uh, in just a few moments. Uh, and get kind of the straight dope on everything that's happening there. Meanwhile, we'll keep the headlines rolling and keep uh, things uh, going on uh, and give you the give you the full scoop on everything that's going on around the state, which um, shouldn't take shouldn't take long based on the, it's kind of been a slow, you know, I mean, I think one of the biggest things for many of you, of course, July is always the month for uh, uh, for those of you who like to go out there and you know, slay, do some salmon slaying and things like that to fill the freezer. And uh, the King Salmon uh, run in the Kenai right now is uh, not lo- not looking great for the King Salmon uh, because the Alaska Department of Fish and Game has basically prohibited the taking of any King Salmon uh, for personal use. Um, the fishery opened on Sunday and is going to run through the end of the month, July 31st. You could fish from 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. each day, and uh, you can get a uh, Cook Inlet, Upper Cook Inlet personal use permit and, uh, and a sports fishing license. Those are the two things that you need to have. Uh, last month, Fish and Game announced that uh, because of the runs and the returns of King Salmon and because they have lag behind that you cannot, may not, uh, keep uh, or even remove from the water any king salmon. Any king salmon caught incidentally during the Kenai River dip net fishery may not be removed from the water and must be released immediately. So get so get good at uh, at uh, recognizing which fish is which and which you know which uh, which brand of salmon you got in there, and make sure you only take what uh what is uh you know what you're allowed and no no king salmon at all uh in uh, in the fisheries this summer which uh you know <clears throat> some people will be really upset about that i'm <clears throat> i'm waiting for a little bit more of a, de- a decisive and cohesive look at what we can do to help bolster the salmon run. i mean we're looking at shortages in salmon runs across the state not just in the kenai course all the villages you know are having problems being able to get enough salmon to sustain themselves as well and uh, I would like to have and and, and I'll be honest I'll be the first to tell you that I am definitely not um, uh, definitely not 100% up to speed on the whole salmon issue because it's just it's not my thing I I mean I I I have fished and I have fished uh, but it's probably been 20 years since I threw a fishing line in the water. It's just not something that I normally do. Um, I was raised with it, but it's not something that I've been keeping up on. So uh, it would be, uh, it, you know, it, it's something that we need to bring an expert in on to have some discussions on. So maybe that's something else we can talk about as well. Or have a whole, um, uh, or have a whole discussion maybe with some of the 
um, uh, gubernatorial candidates on it. I mean, this I think I know Charlie Pierce has been making a, a, an issue about this. I haven't heard much from the other candidates on this issue specifically. Uh, you know, granted, it's Charlie's backyard, so he obviously would have a dog in that fight. But interesting to say the least. Um, got a question in the chat room. Uh, Brian's asking if we have had a bit more news on the grand jury issue in the Kenai that was brought forward to us uh, last week by Ben Carpenter. The answer to that is no, I have no further information other than Ben did have a piece in Must Read Alaska. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. Uh, he actually talks about the compromising of the grand jury system. And, uh, and, and apparently there was a, um, a letter that he sent out that somebody, uh, leaked. He sent a letter to the, um, I think it was to the judiciary. I'm trying to remember exactly where, uh, where this, um, um, uh, where, where this came in from. He basically said in the issue of transparency, since somebody had already, um, uh, had already leaked his correspondence with the director of the criminal division of the Department of Law. Um, he uh, he went ahead and provided the full email in context because somebody had already leaked portions of it and he wanted to have a full context of it. Um, it's a pretty lengthy letter and a pretty lengthy piece. Uh, you probably, if you have an interest in that, you should go look. Um, um, you should go take a look at it. Uh, and then somebody said Alaska Watchman has got a uh, uh, has got an article up on it as well. So I haven't heard anything new other than what I'm just reporting to you right now. But I'm sure that Ben Carpenter is all over that. Um, you could tell last Thursday that he was pretty heated about it, and uh, and that's a good uh, <clears throat> it's a good indication that he's probably going to stay on that here for the next uh, few days as well. Um, what else did I want? Oh, this was, a, and this was kind of, um, uh, a story that I had heard about over the weekend from my wife, um, who, like I said, I mean, I unplug from pretty much everything, but that doesn't keep my wife off social media. She likes to scroll through there and see what her friends are doing and everything else. Anyway, she heard about this and was just aghast. And, uh, I was just shaking my head over this. Uh, this has to do with the Trump rally, which we're going to be talking about here in a few minutes with Antoine Williams. But uh, Must Read Alaska has got a story up about an attempt by um, Democrats and progressives in the state to suppress the attendance at the Trump rally, which is coming up uh, on the 9th here in just three days at the University of Alaska Anchorage's Alaska Airlines Center. In the lower 48... There had been an effort back in 2020 and in several other uh, areas when there were being rallies held to engage in efforts to suppress the attendance by having um, uh, young liberals across the country tie up all the free tickets at whatever rally, specifically the big one that they noted was the Tulsa-Oklahoma rally. Um, one of the project's leaders for the, for the Lincoln Project helped uh, his daughter run a social media stealth campaign to get liberals to basically suck up all the available tickets. And then, of course, it looked like a million people had requested tickets to the rally. And then since people who wanted to go realized they'd never get in, then the turnout was disappointing. 
And so that was the, the, the media then reported that the turnout was disappointing to the Trump campaign. It became kind of the narrative that led the news cycle. Uh, but that's not going to happen this time. The Alaska Airlines Center only holds 5,000 people. And according to the organizers, only those with purchase tickets are guaranteed a seat. And those tickets are limited. Uh, those who show up and stand in line are not guaranteed to get in. And so if you want to skip the line and buy a guaranteed seat, they can contact the campaign uh, for Kelly Shabaka, the Kelly for, uh, it's a Kelly for Alaska campaign, and you'll actually get a link. And then whoever, I mean, if you, if you bought a seat and then you don't show up, so because people are like, well, what if they buy seats and then nobody shows? Well, that's why they have people standing outside of the rally ready to get in. They're going to fill that place up one way or the other, I guarantee you. Yeah, that trick only works once, I think. But apparently some of my wife's friends were talking about it uh, back and forth uh, out on social media uh, about the, you know, this idea of let's, let's get a bunch of tickets and then not show up kind of thing. And I'm just like, man, what are we, you know, what are we, 12? I mean, is this middle school? Is this the kind of thing that's going on? I mean, I'm not going to the rally, but I'm sure somebody wants to. Why would you mess with, I mean, why? Why, why, why? I mean, if Joe Biden or Barack Obama was going to show up, I'm not going to go out there and try and, and, and submarine somebody's chance to go see him if they want to go see him. Who cares? Who cares? I mean, it makes no sense whatsoever. But here's where we are right now, dealing with it. Um, all right, we're coming up on the break, and we're going to uh, we're going to dive into this and uh, get ready. Antoine Williams is coming up; he's going to be with us uh, on the uh, on the other side, and we're going to talk with him about the rally this weekend and uh, what he has seen across the country and what's the purpose of this. You know, what is his position? Uh, what does he see it from his from his point of view? And we will continue with that here in just a moment. It is the Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We'll return with more in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Yeah, I gave up after four attempts to restart the stream this morning. I mean, four different attempts to restart everything. I don't... I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um... I was trying to I was trying to get it uh, trying to get it to work and uh yeah no joy in Mudville uh for those of you who know what that what that means <laughs> Casey was at the bat there's no joy in Mudville All right um mm, my stuff broke here all right, <clears throat> try again, says Harold. No, I'm done trying. If it doesn't work four times in a row and I restart the stream four times, because now I have to go back and delete four different videos off YouTube because it always picks up on YouTube. 
I mean, I don't know why Facebook is so messed up, but I'm not doing it again. And uh, folks can uh, show up or not. Um, I'm hoping that they do. Uh, they should have figured out by now that if uh, if I'm not on Facebook, that they'll probably find me out on YouTube. That's uh, pretty much how it works these days. And, uh, yeah, I just don't know why Facebook... I just don't know why Facebook has gotten so janky lately. It's... Uh, it's uh, pretty, pretty crazy. Pretty damn crazy. All right. There we go. So, um, all right. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm sorry. I got all these, got all these numbers and everything else. Um, I got four. I had, I've had like four text messages since I started the show for other things, other than stuff that's on the show. Okay. Um, all right. Well, we'll get to that here in just a little bit. Boomer platform should be abandoned anyways, says, says Chris. <laughs> the boomer platform should be abandoned anyway. All right. Um, well, if Harold is here, your day should be complete. Yes, it's exactly what I was waiting for. Exactly what I was waiting for. Uh, all right. Well, Antoine Williams is going to be joining us here in a hot minute, and uh, we'll see what he has to say. Uh, I know that uh, Donna Anthony came to his rescue, and she actually put me in contact with him um, uh, on uh, on what is uh, what is happening. I didn't even realize. Uh, apparently, there are certain things that I just don't pay attention to, and it didn't rank high on my list of things to understand. That the Alaska Highway, the how the, there was a washout last Friday on the highway. I didn't even know that. Um, <laughs> there was a washout on the Alcan, and apparently it's going to take weeks to fix. I was like, oof, man, we're not isolated at all. Um, the flooding was caused by heavy rain and the collapse of a beaver dam. I mean, it was a... It was a stinking hot mess. That's uh, that's for sure. So that should be uh, that makes life interesting for a lot of people, including our next guest, Antoine Williams uh, with 365campaign.com. Uh, he uh, is joining us right now. We're in the commercial break. Uh, so Antoine, it's just me, you, and 50 of our closest friends on uh, YouTube right now, uh, hanging out, getting ready to jump back on the radio. How are you doing this morning? Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, we were just talking about the washout of the uh, of the Alcan, and that's had a detrimental effect on you. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. But uh, you got a you got kind of the first hand uh, look at what it would have been like to try and travel up here before there was a highway, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank God we got to reroute it somehow. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank goodness there's enough uh, there's enough uh, artillery or arterial routes to uh, artillery routes. That'd be a whole different type of run if you had to make an arterial <laughs> okay. route run. Um, but the uh, arterial routes, luckily, there's ones that go around and we're able to do that. So that's good. Um, all right. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, if you want to hold the line here, we're about 20 seconds out. We're just about ready to rejoin. We just got the note that uh, we're ready to go. Let's get back into it. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Please like and share the show. Like and follow the show page. Subscribe. Ring the bell. Let's do all the things. You ready? Let's get to it.
Hey, hey! Ready to ready to play. Ready to it's Alright, hey. Good morning. How are you this morning? You ready to dive into it? We're just continuing now with our guest. Uh, we've been talking about things that have happened, you know, the Trump rally and everything else. And I was just I was just talking uh, with the listeners uh, in the break here, the folks on YouTube, that uh, I, I wasn't even aware. I missed this news somehow as I unplugged for the whole weekend that the Alcan has had a huge washout. And um, and that's problematic for many reasons. But for our next guest, it created a whole host of problems. We're talking with uh, Antoine Williams, who is the th- with the uh, 365 campaign, 365campaign.com. And, uh, and he is in charge of making sure that uh, all the different swag and all the different paraphernalia arrives at the various Trump uh, events around the country. And uh, he had a bit of a challenge making it to Alaska with that kind of stuff. Antoine joins us right now. Good morning, sir. How are you? I can't complain about yourself, buddy. Oh, not too bad. You're breaking up a little bit. I don't know if you can stand a little taller or maybe put an antenna on your hat or something, but uh, <laughs> yes, sir. there we go. Um, so you were traveling up here, getting ready for the Trump rally here this weekend uh, over at the Alaska yes, Airlines Center. And uh, you like to get here a few days ahead of time is what I understand. Usually you like to get out yes, here and kind of get the get the ball rolling, so to speak. Absolutely, absolutely. We like to get out here and just, you know, get everybody pumped up and let them know that, hey, President Trump is on the way, guys. Come get your gear. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, and uh, and and you guys set up ahead of time. And, uh, and, and but unfortunately, when push came to shove, you didn't have some of your stuff because there were trucks behind you on the highway coming up that uh, got stuck on the other side. Yes, sir. Absolutely. We had to take an alternate route. We ended up having to fly in out of Seattle and uh, pretty much shipping everything here instead of trying to uh, drive everything here. Yes, sir. Uh, Antoine, hold the line for just a second. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Your 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 phone is breaking up pretty bad, so I'm gonna call you back. And uh, we're going to uh, we're going to try this again here, and see if we can get a little bit a little bit of a better connection. Yes. Are you there? there we are. Yes, sir. Yes, okay, sir. that's a little bit better. Now we can hear you a little bit better because uh, it was it was getting bad. So tell us uh, tell us a little bit about three sixty five campaign and you know what you guys do and what you're all you know what you're all about. Okay, so basically we've been uh, following President Trump uh, since he uh, been in office back in 16. And uh, basically we just go everywhere the president go, we go. And uh, every rally, we go to every rally. And we uh, get the gear. We, we do the same thing over and over again. When he go to a city, we go and get everybody ready and let them know that he's on the way. And, I mean, we have the gear. We want people to come out and get their swag and and um yes sir that's basically what we did so you're like the town criers you go to places where he's going to appear and you and you do your thing now is this your own is this your own business is this what you've been doing um yes sir oh so so here you are an entrepreneur and you're kind yes, of sir. ahead of the ahead of the crowd, waving your hat, saying he's on his way. He's on his way. Absolutely. Okay. Yes, I say now. Originally, I saw the article in Must Read Alaska. Uh, uh, I guess this morning or yesterday, uh, talking about this is a whole new thing for you because you were once upon a time you were all about supporting uh, Barack Obama and Absolutely. and the Democrats, and you you kind of ch- what what made you have a change of heart? 
Man, just listening to Trump every day. I mean, it, I, I tell people all the time, thanks to Hillary Clinton, you know, I would have been, my eyes would have been closed forever, but thanks to her and not doing what she was supposed to do at the time, I had no choice but to listen to President Trump every day and, and just hear him say, please give me a chance. To my black community, please give me a chance. And uh oh. They don't care. They're just there to manipulate your votes. And you know, I watched all of her manipulation skills. And and I was like, you know what? I really don't have nothing to lose. You know, I'm gonna give this guy a chance, and that's what I did. Yes, sir. Right, gave him a chance and uh you feel like you made the right choice when it's all said and done. Oh, I know I I made the right okay. choice, yes, sir. <laughs> I'm woke now, I am awakened. That's right. I can never go back the other way, no sir. Now you were getting ready to uh, you were getting ready to uh, get set up here, and you realized you didn't have some of your stuff. I know my friend Donna Anthony came in and and helped you out with a few things and got oh you some God. some stuff uh, out there, and you're getting all set up. The rally is this Saturday, um, yes. and and where are you guys set up? What are what are you you know are you setting up right outside the venue? Or are you setting up around town? Where are you setting up your stuff to uh, get people ready? Yes, we're setting, we're going to be setting up in the valley today, in the valley area near the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also set up right in Anch- Anchorage, I think it's called. Yes, yes, it's called Anchorage on Vincent, I think it's called, uh, Street. Not exactly with the exact location. We'll uh, make sure we get the exact location for you a little later. But yes, sir, we're going to be setting up stands everywhere around here. And um, that's the goal. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, and I understand that uh, there was an attempt. Um, <clears throat> there was an attempt uh, to try and suppress some of the attendance by people going out there and buying things and everything else. But they've got that all squared away. And you, of course, have gone to all these different rallies. So, what's your recommendation if people want to get in uh, early? If they if they hope to get a seat, if they you know if they bought a seat, what's the what is your recommended game plan for people who want to attend the rally and? Uh, and, you know, and make sure that they get in and, and get a chance to attend. I tell people all the time, think of it like you're a NASCAR event or a college football or NFL event. If you want to get in to see President Trump, just know that everybody else wants to get in as well. If you're a true Trumper, you want to get out there early. People are going to be camping out the day before or night before. Like, this is serious. If you want to get in, don't wait until 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> to think that you're going to still get in. You better get there. Like, of course, they have video boards set up on the outside for the overflow crowd. But if you actually want to get in, you have to get out there. Yes, sir. So you're saying, because uh, the rally's in the evening, right? So the rally is, yes. is it at 5 p.m., I think, or is it 7 p.m.? I'm sorry, I don't have the. Is, is that 4? Is that 4? It's at 4. The doors open. Yes, the doors open at 11, and uh, the rally starts at 4. When President Trump will start speaking, and I'm telling you, I'm telling everyone right now, he, people will be out there camping out. Right, like it's a black Friday. So it'll be, yeah, it'll be the it'll be the night before. People will be pitching pup yes. tents in the back of their trucks to make sure that they're absolutely. there. Absolutely, yes, okay. sir. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So if you want to, so be so vote early, vote often. I mean, no, no, no. That's the yes. other guy's stuff. No, just be there early, be there often is what you're saying. Uh, if you yes. want to get yes. in there. And of course, you've been uh, you've been selling this swag now since 2016, and you guys, you've got a website Absolutely. up. 
uh, and everything Absolutely. else. So if folks want to go participate, they can uh, they can take a look at all the stuff that you're going to have available, 365campaign.com. But it's probably not going to be uh, there quick enough, so they just need to come see you wherever Absolutely. you're at. Yes, absolutely. And on Facebook at 365 Campaign as well. So they can find us there as well. We're going to have pretty much everywhere we're going to be sitting up. We're going to update our Facebook today. Oh, okay. So people know exactly where we're going to be at on Facebook um, so they can get directly to us. Yes, sir. Okay. So Facebook is a place to go to figure out where you guys are because you're doing like little pop-up events all across. Exactly. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. And, and the best way to keep up with us is to please go like us on Facebook. And follow us on Facebook so you can definitely be able to keep up with exactly where we're going to be. Now, I'm somebody just asked a question on uh, YouTube, uh, which I'm sure there are many people who are asking this. Uh, when yes. are you going to go to Homer? When are you going to go to Fairbanks? When are you going to go to these other areas outside of Anchorage? Are you planning on going anywhere else in the state since you're here? Or are you, are you running back out as soon as the rally's over? Oh, no. we're, we're um, Actually, some of our guys are planning now to stay out here go to some of these different areas and then i have the i have the awesome pleasure of meeting miss donna who's just <laughs> helping me out with everything oh, yeah. around here oh my god miss donna is like an angel yeah donna but, um, she's good people that's for sure <laughs> oh my god you have no idea sir but yes yeah, she's um helping me out with getting into some of these areas because of course i don't know much about the the state but uh, she's definitely giving me a history lesson very fast. Well, you're going to, you know what? You, you you have the excuse. You're in Alaska already. You might as well spend a couple extra days traveling around. <laughs> yes, sir. It's all, yes, hey, sir. hey, it's all a business expense, right? So you can, it's yes, right. Sir, absolutely. That's absolutely. right. You got to write, you got to write off those business expenses. And yes, so sir. you get to go to Fairbanks and see the, the midnight sun. And then you get to go down to Homer to see the end of the road of the, the yes, you know. Yes. And uh, and see the ocean. I mean, it's not a it's not a bad deal uh, right there. So, well, I got to tell you, uh, Antoine, I'm encouraged simply by your tenacity um, to, yes, to to strike out and to be your your own boss, and then to Absolutely. be able to. You found a need and you filled a need, right? Absolutely. You, you found the need to 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 spread the message of uh, of making America great, and then you you were able to just work ahead. That's an amazing thing, and I'm glad it's worked out for you. And I'm happy to see that you're out here working uh, working on it. And it's good to see all the folks who believe in something coming together. It's uh, yes, it's sir. it's good to but see. That's what if you really like. I tell people all the time. That's what President Trump is all about. Honestly, like seriously, he want America to just thrive. He want he he show people that he know how to make America thrive. And I just it's just sad that I can't get the black community as a whole to see that as well. Um but I'm gonna do my part every day. I'm gonna always be in my MAGA gear. I'm gonna always walk around in it and and, and, and it's a conversation starter to everyone who's be like, really why? And I'll just be like but you know, you just tell me why you don't like that. You know what I'm saying? So right, that's, right. That's, it's a conversation starting out of it, man. Well, I mean, that's the thing. As long as you can have a polite conversation with somebody, because so, sometimes you can't. Sometimes they're just Absolutely. like, you know, they see the red hat and it's like waving a red flag in front of a bull. Sometimes it doesn't exactly. work, you know. But other times you can have a conversation, you know. I, I, uh, yes. uh, I'm not part of the whole MAGA crowd, but I, I admire, uh, I admire folks who have a good belief, and I'm willing to have a conversation with anybody about any of this stuff. Yes. So that's what we need to have more than anything. Um, and you, it's, it's a beautiful conversation. I tell you that much because in the black community, I'm telling you, 
most people would not understand that most black people look at Republicans and think that Republicans are just racist. They are just so ignorant. They have no idea. <laughs> they have no I'm idea that the Republicans you. were the party that actually tried to free them. Uh, yes, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yes, sir. Yes. Oh, ignorance is real, yes, sir. That's right. Well, those who fail to learn the lessons of history are doomed to repeat them. So hopefully, <laughs> yes, hopefully, Antoine Williams is out there waking them up and getting them. And you've got a chance. Yeah. To, you've got a chance to see a whole bunch of different people uh, in every walk oh, of God, life across yes. the states, right? Yes, absolutely. I tell people all the time, and I've, I've been doing this for quite some time. President Trump, he does rallies everywhere, all over the country, and. I don't see someone, I don't know anyone who worked harder than him. For anyone who would think that he's lazy, they're just mistaken. <laughs> right. You, like, well, yeah, <laughs> I, I may not always agree with the president on, on what his policies were and everything else, but I would never have argued that he was lazy. There's a guy that yes, just doesn't yes. know how to quit. So, oh, God. Yes, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you're going to be in Wasilla today by uh, by the lake right there by the by the main drag in Wasilla. And yes, then, sir. and then you're going to be somewhere in Anchorage, but people just need to go to your Facebook page, and you guys will yes, update sir. where you're going to be. Absolutely, absolutely. We're going to make sure we put the locations on our Facebook three, at 365 campaign. All right, at 365 campaign on Facebook, or you can go if you want to just buy the swag, and uh, you probably won't get here before the rally. So if you want the stuff, <laughs> right, right, right. If you want the stuff for the rally this Saturday, then you need to make sure that you go out and find one of his pop up locations. But if you just are looking for some swag, you can go to 365campaign.com or follow them on Facebook. Well, Anton, uh, Antoine, thank you for coming on board. It was uh, thank it's you, fun. sir. Thank you, sir. And uh, I hope that you get. Uh, I hope that you get a bunch. Of folks showing up it's gonna be uh, yes, sir. it's gonna be fun yes, stuff sir. so all right sir thank you for coming on board and joining us today good luck god bless thank you sir all right mama. all right uh antoine williams uh with the 365 campaign um i i think that's great i think that's really great like i said found a need filled a need not only did he get a a, a a you know a straight dope of politics of what was going on in politics he was able to create a business out of it and align himself and and be able to do well that's fantastic that's the american way my friend that's the american way all right we got more coming up the michael duke show common sense liberty based free thinking radio Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, we're in the break right now, uh, and Antoine's still on the phone just in case uh, if there was anything that I missed that he wanted to talk about since we're in the break. Uh, Antoine, anything that I missed that you want to say or anything else you want to throw out there before we let you go? <laughs> no, sir. I think you covered it all. It was pretty cool, brother. Yeah, well, you know what? We yes, love sir. we love doing it. Like I said, um, I, I, you know, and I've made no, mo- no bones about it that I have not been – uh, always on board with what uh, Trump has done, and and I've had Absolutely. taken some issues with him, but I think what you're doing is again just a great example 
of yes, the American way, right? I mean, yes, you, absolutely. I mean, you you not only found kind of caught the vision of a freer America, but you also uh, were able to uh, you were able to uh, to to make a buck and and become a a small business owner and an entrepreneur. Yes, That's a fantastic deal. I can't I can't the tell American you. way, yes, sir. The American way, yes, sir, buddy. Yeah, I can't tell you how that uh, how how much that how how makes me happy. So, all right, well, yes, my friend, be safe. Make sure you stay in Alaska a few days, man. Don't just run <laughs> yes, off to sir. somewhere else. <laughs> Go out and see this great state. You know, you need yes, to see what sir, it looks absolutely. like. So, yes, all right, Antoine. Well, thank you so much for coming on board. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you, buddy. I'll all, talk right. To you later. all right, thanks for coming in, and good luck this weekend. Uh, all right, Antoine Williams. Um, uh, who obviously does not have a Pivotel phone because, wow. Um, oh, what's his bestseller? Too late. I, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. So, somebody on Twitch just said, no. Apparently, they didn't like whatever it was that we said. No. I don't know what it was. Uh, yeah. What happened to Facebook this morning? I don't know. I don't know. I literally tried to restart the Facebook stream um, four times this morning. I, I mean, I, not just the face, the whole stream, which means I started and stopped like four times on YouTube. I think if we go to YouTube right now, you'll probably see that I've got uh, a bunch of videos this morning <laughs> that are. Uh, oh, it only picked up. Th- well, it picked up three of them. No, yeah, two of them. Three of them. Three of them. Whatever it was. There's like three. Now I've got to go back and delete a bunch because I couldn't get the damn thing to pick it up. I don't know what's going on. But it's frustrating. That's for sure. All right. Um, so what else is going on this morning? We're going to talk to Sarah Vance here in uh, just a short order. I suppose we could get the phone lines rolling this morning to see if there's anything else. Um, that, uh, we had to say, I would love to have gotten a little bit more. If he had had a better connection, if Antoine had had a better connection, I would have gotten a little bit more of his. Thanks for story. calling the call in line. I, I think that that would have been interesting to have a, um, to have a, a, you know, to get his story from like the very beginning and where he came from and everything else. I think that would have been awesome. Um, but it just, his connection was his connection with bad man. Bad connection. Hold. All right. Uh, looks like we get, holy cow, we got two people on hold. Somebody's been on hold for 45 minutes. What are you guys doing? All right. So we're going to, uh, I guess we'll go over and see who they are. That's <laughs> what we should do first, I guess, and see who they are before we get started. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hello, caller. Last chance. Are you there? You've been on hold for 45 minutes. Maybe you went to sleep. Hello, caller. Are you there? Okay. Well, you know what? I'll put him back on hold because that's just, I hate to hang up on somebody that's been on hold for 45 minutes. Good morning, caller. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Barbara Tyndall. Hello, Barbara. How are you? I'm calling from North Pole, Alaska. From North Pole. Okay. I'm fine. How are you? Good, good. All right, Barbara. Well, you hold the line. You'll be first up when we return to the radio, okay? I know you've been on hold for a bit. Just hold on a minute. We'll get back to you here in just a hot second. We're about 90 seconds out. 
and we'll get started with you as the first caller. Uh, so don't go anywhere. And then we'll attempt back to caller number one who's been on hold for 40 minutes. All right. So, but hold the line here, Barbara. We'll be right back to you. Okay. Um, oh, baby. Yeah, I don't, I don't still, I still don't know what to say with all the, with the Facebook not working properly. I just shaking my head, shaking my head. I don't know what it, what it's going to take to get the job done, but, uh, you know, it's like once a week, Facebook just shats the bed. It's just, that's it. They just poops right in the pillows. So it is what it is. Um, all right. What else you guys got to say? Um, Antoine is finding a need, filling a need. Uh, even Harold liked Antoine. Didn't agree with him, but said he would buy swag from him because he's fulfilling the American dream. He's in it for the right reasons, the private sector. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, all right. Aliens, says Terry. Apparently it was aliens who were stopping the communications. Something like that. All right. Well, the big ding means uh, time to go back. Let's... Uh, Let's get down into it. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share. Hit the subscribe button. Ring the bell. Let's do this thing. All right, uh, continuing now. Um, <laughs> we uh, we are here at the uh, final segment for this hour. Uh, we got a couple phone lines on hold. Some folks wanted to call in and talk with us. So we're going to start there first, reminding you, of course, that uh, Sarah Vance is going to be joining us uh, at the top of the next hour. We're going to be talking with her about some state business. Meanwhile, <clears throat> excuse me, Barbara is on hold. She's over in North Pole. And uh, she wanted to chat with us this morning, so let's see what Barbara has to say. Good morning, Barbara. What's on your mind? Good morning. Um, I am calling uh, for the Kelly Sabaka campaign up here in the interior. Okay. Uh, I am her coordinator, and I'm just wanting to uh, calling to let folks know that uh, Kelly is going to be at Seekins uh, Ford over on um, over in the south side of, of Fairbanks. Uh, Wednesday, July 13th, that's a week from today, from noon to 1, and uh, she is going to be, uh, we're going to be having a, a barbecue over there, and so people can just stop over on their lunch hour and come on over and talk to Kelly and hear what she has to say. All right, noon to 1, next Wednesday, Seekins Ford, Lincoln Mercury, and uh, <clears throat> yeah. although I don't think Mercury's even a brand anymore, but I know what you're talking about. Uh, I'm not sure. I, it's funny that when you know you've been in Fairbanks, when you whenever you hear that, you're like Seekins, Ford, Lake, and Mercury. See you here, right? I mean, you know, that's right. You can see Ralph standing up there saying it on the that's on right. the screen. Uh, all right, one, uh, noon to one next yes, week. Yes, and he's, he is also he's given her a, a, a office over there. So if people want to pick up signs and things, that's a perfect place to do it. Oh, good, 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 good. All right, well, good, Kelly Shabaka, next week. And uh, we actually am going to try and get her on the program next week as well to talk about some of the stuff that's going out there. So go out, see Kelly, have some free grub, enjoy a nice lunch hour out uh, in the sunshine and smoke, and uh, and then we'll we'll see what happens. All right. Well, Barbara, thank you for giving us the heads up on that. 
Yeah, and thank you. All right, appreciate you calling in. All right, this caller's been on hold forever, and we tried to talk to him during the break, but they weren't there. But we thought we'd try it again, just for giggles. If you would like to call in, uh, we've got a little bit of time here before the top of the hour. We'd love to hear what you have to say this morning. 907-433-3150. Are you planning on attending the rally this weekend? Uh, I am not, but I mean, are you? Is it something that you're excited about and you would, you know, going to drive up from somewhere? You're going to go drive in from Wasilla or up from the peninsula or down from Fairbanks? Are you going to do that? Call us up. Tell us about it. Tell us what your thoughts are. 907 433 3150. Over here to this caller on hold for 50 minutes. That's a record, I think, for the program. Let's see if they're there. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Are you there, caller? Are you just monitoring the show? I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. Okay, I guess that's uh no, they don't answer. We just I'm finally going to clip them. I got no no big deal. All right, so that leaves all four lines open. If you would like to participate, come on down. Phone lines are open and we'll we'll talk about it. You want to talk about salmon runs? We'll talk about salmon runs. You want to talk about the Trump rally? We'll talk about that. You want to talk about anything else? We'll talk about that as well. Because why? Because I got eight minutes here to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, what was the other thing uh, we did? We t- we touched base on the ban- on the grand jury thing with Ben. We're probably going to try and check in with Ben Carpenter maybe tomorrow on that, um, and we will talk with him to see if there's been any movement on the grand jury issue. Uh, and then on Friday, well, we're working on Dr. John Lott being back on the program and potentially. Uh, David Codria, although I've got to be careful. Every time I have David Codria on the program, uh, I either get a red flag from YouTube or a uh, or a warning from Facebook. I, I don't know why. They do not like David. They just do not like David. I will note that the uh, finally the mainstream media picked up on the uh, – the mainstream media picked up on the DUI charge for the uh, executive director of the Democratic Party, Lindsey Kavanaugh. Um, it's, uh, you know, at first it was just must read, which I thought was, you know, okay, you know, but then finally it made enough of a splash that both KTUU and the ADN had to pick it up. And, uh, and they're both, uh, you know, basically the same information. There's nothing new other than the uh, chair of the Alaska democratic party said, uh, that while he was disappointed that she may have exercised poor judgment, uh, she remains, he remains confident in her ability to perform her responsibilities. So, I mean, good for you. Stick and stand, stand with it. Good, good for you. That's a, that's a good thing. Uh, all right, let's go back to the phones and see what you have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Michael. This is Carlene and Kodiak. Well, good morning, Carlene. Good morning, Antoine Williams. Wow. What a nice, nice man. I'd like to meet him sometime. Um, But what I'm calling about is the trawler bycatch. I don't have TV, and I don't know how to use an iPhone. So I went down to the bar on election night 2016 to watch what was going on. And there was a commercial fisherman in there who wanted to buy drinks and the bartender said, oh, she don't drink. And then so he wanted to buy me a meal. And I had already cooked an omelet, so I was full. I went in and had dessert and coffee. Right. But anyway, um, that boat had already caught 11 million pounds of fish. 
Oof. And then I drive past Trident Seafoods, and they have 13 um, freezer vans plugged in, you know. So the fishing is going big time. And then from what I understand, the commercial fish fishermen by law have to throw overboard the fish, the other fish. And so, and also commercial fishermen are coming to Kodiak to run tenders because there's no no fishing over there where you're at. Right, right. Yeah, it's, uh, I saw a lot, I commercial fished out of Kodiak, um, Gosh, it's been 30 years now. I can't believe that. It's been 30 years, but I fished, I commercial fished out of Kodiak and uh, I saw what those trawlers can do. And they, I mean, it's a, it's pretty amazing uh, the amount of fish that they can catch, but also the amount of, you know, bycatch and the damage and everything else. I definitely think it's something that needs to be looked at and regulated a little bit more uh, because you just can't go through the wholesale scraping of the seafloor and expect everything's going to be okay. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely an issue. And, you know, for Kodiak, especially it's something that I hope that your folks down there are definitely getting involved with. And, uh, the other countries are doing it also other. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, we can't, we can't control anything that's outside the 12 mile limit. They can do, you know, they could be at 12.5 miles and they could scrape the floor bare and there's not a lot we could do about it. But inside our own territorial waters, there's, you know, we definitely have some say in that stuff for sure. Yes. Thank you, Michael. All right, Carlene. Thank you for calling in and uh, being, she's such a sweetheart. I just, she's such a sweetheart. Uh, I can't run an iPhone. Can't run an iPhone. Somebody in Kodiak, find Carlene and give her a course on an iPhone. Would you? Because her life would be so much, uh, she it would be so amazing for her to have all that information. She's so inquisitive. And just imagine, she does all she does with a radio and a newspaper and an encyclopedia. Imagine what would happen if she had the internet at her fingertips. It's not hard, Carlene. It's not hard to run an iPhone. It's not hard to run a smartphone. And that's all you need. You don't even need a computer these days. You could have a little tablet or a smartphone and you would be squared away. Somebody go find her and teach her how to use that. That would be, that would be an amazing thing. Um, figuring out sustainability for trawling should be left to the private sector. Uh, except for the fact that, uh, if they have no, uh, if they have no, uh, long, if they have no short term inducement to do that, uh, we've seen that in the past that they would basically just wipe out the fisheries for the short term gain, not thinking about the long term consequences. So, I mean, while I am generally not a fan of regulations on a lot of these things, I've seen what's happened when they're allowed to kind of run amok. And they're not thinking in the they're not thinking in the long term. Um, <laughs> Chris in the chat room just said, "Such a sweet, sweet lady," and you want to put that evil on her? And he's talking about the internet. Well, I mean, I'm not saying. Look, the internet is kind of neutral. It's like you could do with it whatever you want. I mean, you could do with it. It's you know, it's not neither good nor bad. I mean, could you liken it to a firearm? I guess. You give a firearm to a good person, they could use it to defend themselves. You give it to a bad person, they use it to hurt other people. I mean, that, you know, I guess that's kind of thing. It's a neutral object. It's a tool like any other. And it can be used and abused, for sure. For sure. Um, anyway, uh, it's, good, it's good to hear, uh, Carlene. All right. Um, 
Bycatch and waste is a huge problem. Many of the trawlers are owned by native corporations, BBEDC, et cetera. Yeah, I would like to see I would like to see some discussion on that. We're really not seeing much of the it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. I'm sure in the fishing communities it's big news. But for the rest of us, uh, we're you know, I would say we're not really paying attention to it that much. So maybe it's something we should address. I'm sure we'll probably talk about it with Sarah Vance, who's up next on the program since she's down there in Homer. In the beautiful waters of the Ketchumac Bay out on the way to the Pacific Ocean. We will continue with more in just a moment. It is the Wednesday edition of the Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Don't go anywhere. Brian says we should expand the territorial waters to 24 miles. I mean, good luck with that. I, you know, you, we've already got some problems with Russia. Excuse me. We've already got problems with, with uh, Russia uh, bumping up with time zones and territorial waters and diamede and everything else splitting. The, I mean, <laughs> I, expanding it out another 12 miles might prove to be problematic, but we'll see. It's always a native issue, right? Let's make it about race. Who who is making it about race? Who is I, you're the one make? I mean, I, who would even mention that? Weird. Okay. Um, all right. Sarah Vance is going to be joining us here in a minute, and we're going to. I got a bit of a stuffy nose. I don't know why, but this morning my nose is a little stuffed up. Ah. Mm, ah. Uh. Dance is Marty Pants. Ooh. Ah. Um. Not me, he says. Well, I don't... Who's making a native issue out of what? I mean... Oh, because he said native corporation? I don't think that that was a racially motivated thing. But you take it as you want. I mean, you you know... Every fishery has bycatch. It's a waste of the resource when we know that it takes fish upstream to renew the resource. Yes. Go get my COVID shot because I've got a little bit of a stuff in my nose this morning. Man, sorry. I have, look, I've got all the horse lather I want. I can just slather that on and I'll be fine, Harold. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. I've got it. Stuffy nose because of the smoke. Yeah, Fairbanks apparently is like super smoky. Um, in fact, I was going to, I meant to do that. I was going to look at the uh, news miner webcam. I was going to look at the webcam in downtown uh, Fairbanks this morning just to see what it looks like. The Arctic cam. Um, oof. Yeah, that's kind of nasty. <laughs> it's kind of nasty and smoky and fuzzy. Oof. Uh, all right. All right, don't test. It's all good. Okay, well, uh, what else we got going on here this morning? We're going to dive into it here in just a hot second with Sarah Vance, and we're going to talk with her and see what she has to say. And uh, <laughs> he's giving 
Oh, you guys are killing me here. Uh, what was the other thing that somebody else said here? Oh, the, the whole thing with the, uh, the democratic, uh, party leader getting arrested that made the front page of the news miner. Wow. Did the news miner change publishers or something? That's, that's kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy. Um, Kevin says, yes, he's traveling out to, uh, he's traveling down to Anchorage for the rally. How many others of you are going to be traveling to Anchorage for the rally this weekend? Um, I want to know. I want to know how many people are traveling down here. CO headache this morning. Uh, must uh, you, from the smoke, man. I still remember. I mean, what was it? Two thousand. Gosh, must have been two thousand seven. No, because there was the Haystack fire, which I want to say was in 2004 or something. And then there was the large fire a few years later because we had moved the stations from one part of town to another. And I remember, um, again, that was when the smoke was so bad. Inside the studio, it looked like a, you know, it looked like a, a <clears throat> 1928 29 speakeasy, you know, smoke filled room, but there was, it was all wood smoke coming in from outside the building. Uh, 2005 was the, uh, was the haystack fire. Thank you, uh, Jimmy. I appreciate it. Uh, but the, uh, yeah. And then of course, later on <clears throat> the, uh, they had another big fire and I don't remember where that one was. I remember haystack cause I remember we were broadcasting that night that when the fire broke out, they were, had an emergency evacuation and I stayed on the air for like six hours after the show broadcasting updates um that was a heck of a show um but uh yeah but again then it was a few years later that there was another fire and i don't remember where that one was but that one was the one that it was just like so much smoke right into the heart of downtown it looked like ice fog it was just it was just insane okay um Sarah Vance is going to be calling us uh, here in just a second. Um, worked construction that summer, said Jimmy. Stand still for one minute and you would have ash and moss and bark from the fire falling on you. Um, uh, I signed up to get on the list, said uh, Marat. Um, hopefully that's good for getting in to see Trump. Well, like he said, you got to get in there early. Or like people are like the night before, 6 a.m. that day. You best, you best be there. This year, black spruce is burning. 50-year-old growth. Ooh, that black spruce is some nasty stuff, isn't it? Goes up like a Roman candle. Woof. Bad stuff. All right, so Sarah Vance has joined us, and we're ready. Uh, hello, good morning there. How are you? Good morning. Okay, we're uh, 60 seconds out, so just sit back and sip your coffee. And uh, I won't even offer you virtual donuts because I'm a nice guy. I don't want to. I don't want to tempt anybody, let alone myself, for virtual donuts. Uh, we're gonna. We're gonna continue here in just a second. Sarah Vance is our guest. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Let's dive into it and get things uh, rolling on. Here we go.
Whoa, buddy. Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Across the world, on the internet, at MichaelDukesShow.com, and on Facebook and YouTube and Twitch TV. Well, not Facebook this morning, but usually on Facebook. <laughs> and around the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station, and or translator, hello and good morning to you. It is... Uh, the hump day edition of the Michael Duke show. Weird. I mean, right? Short week. Can't figure out what's going on. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is confusing. The best part about the uh, long weekend is the short work week. But here we are on Wednesday, ready to dive into it, start talking about stuff. Joining us for our conversation this morning in hour two is our guest, Representative Sarah Vance, GOP State Prep District. 31, which has now changed to, I don't know what, she'll fill me in on. I, I just I give me 10 years to figure them out and memorize most of the districts, and then they flip them around. Uh, she joins us this morning uh, from uh, down in an undisclosed location somewhere in Homer. I'm sure this is now district, what, three, four, five now, something like that, Sarah? What, where, where are we at? You were close. It's district six. District six. I mean, that's what they do. They flip them. So in one time, it's all the low numbers are up top. Then the low numbers are in the bottom. I can't keep track of it. So district six. Now it was district 31 until January, and then it becomes district six. So uh, anyway, good morning there, young lady. How are you? How are you doing? How's how's life treating you? Doing pretty good. I uh, had a had a pretty fun holiday weekend. How about you? You know what? I had an interesting holiday weekend. I had a you know, I had a, a little bit of a I had a house flood, and I had a radio tr- uh, station go down and transmitter. I spent a lot of time working this weekend when I was not intending to, but it was okay. I mean, it was, you know what? That's life. Uh, nobody died. It was radio. So we're, we're enjoying life. It's all, it's all good. Um, and we're ready to get back into it. Now, are you ready to get back into it? That's the big question. I mean, you've been through now, uh, you know, your, your full cycle and, and here you come back, you're on a little bit of a break and you're looking forward to January, Question mark? Are you, I mean, are you ready to dive back into the madness that is the legislature? Well, you know, actually, I, I think about it a lot. I'm, I just yesterday uh, was talking about, okay, we need to work on prioritize the policies that we want to um, have bills on and, and really get dig into policy. I like the policy. I'm, I don't know if I'm just one of those strange people that I really want to have stronger um, laws. Like I want to get rid of the ridiculous, overburdensome, big government, but I want to make the laws that we have on the books really work for the people. And I'm like, ooh, we need to rewrite this title. Let's look at that. 
And, you know, just have it make sense. You're like a statute nerd. You're a statute nerd. Is I, that what you are? It's, I am. I, I think I am. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's crazy stuff. You're right. Maybe you're the only one, Sarah, because even I, a talking head who've been covering these things for 25 years, am like, ooh, I don't even want to, I don't even want to open up that can of worms. Uh, it's just, that's just too crazy for me. Uh, let's talk about highs and lows from the last couple of years here. Um, and uh, before we get into the whole stronger laws things, because somebody in the chat room just said immediately what I was thinking, stronger laws equals bigger government. I mean, I know you're saying eliminate a lot of the fringe and things that are, you know, kind of impeding business and everything. But the problem is every time we talk about making laws stronger, it almost always equates to a growth in government because they've got to enforce those laws, which means they've got to have a bureaucracy to do so, which means they've got to justify them. I mean, that's a kind of a slippery slope, isn't it? Well, I think I have some pretty good examples on on the term I use, stronger. Do you feel that our election integrity laws are strong? Well, no. I mean, there's definitely oh, some improvements. Right? I mean, there's some improvements. Right? I'm not saying that there's not. I just, that was yeah. a, my immediate thought when you said that was, I know. Oh, oh, I know. Uh, well, so when I think about it, it's that we clearly need to have uh, a lot more defined when it comes to our elections. And also the other thing that I'm really passionate about is our human trafficking laws are a mess in Alaska. They're so weak. They are, um, they're just in two different places in statute. I've been trying to to uh, draft legislation to at least get it to the federal definition that involves um, coercion. Like that's one of the key words. And our legal department's like, oh, we can't do that. We, you know, it's like, it's it, it's too complicated in, in being able to just make a simple fix. And so uh, we clearly need some, some better defined uh, statutes so that the law's working for the people, right. because uh, it's it's clearly not in so many areas, and we've seen that in the election integrity. That's something that all of us can kind of relate to. Right. And um, just like, for instance, the uh, the witness signature on the ballots, that one to me uh, during the pandemic, when there was a, a lawsuit and the court said no, it's not required. All of us are going. Are you kidding me? Well. Looking into the statute, the uh, Division of Elections do not have does not have statutory authority to verify signatures. If right. someone just puts a scribble, right, then they have to go. Yep, Mickey Mouse looks right. good. Exactly. Yeah, whatever they sign. No, I found that a little crazy. I said, "Wait, you're requiring a signature verification, or you're requiring a signature for witnessing." But you have no mechanism to verify the signature. So it's kind of a much ado about nothing, you know, kind of thing. And I know yeah. I know Shower was working on that. He was working with Chris Tuck trying to get something like that across the line. And no interest, no, it seems like, for people to get in there. What other issues are you focusing on to think, you know, to try and clear out or strengthen? You mentioned the, uh, you mentioned the human trafficking stuff. I mean, is that going to take like a whole repeal and rewrite to make it, to make it work to the division or department of laws satisfaction or what's it going to take? You know, I'm still, uh, working with them on that. You know, I've, it's been kind of one of those loose things in the background because there's been other priorities uh, I, I'm looking at what it would take. I 
tried to have uh, just a model legislation of basic definitions. And that's where our legal department said, mm, we can't just do that because it's in two different areas of statute. So I'm going to be looking at what it takes. I know Department of Law has been working on it. And uh, we did pass some uh, stronger sex crime bills that you know, affect human trafficking this last year. We updated the definition of consent when it comes to sexual assault and rape, which was transformative. It was huge that we did that. And also uh, cha uh, changed the age for getting married. A 14-year-old uh, can't get married as easy in Alaska anymore. And uh, that, you know, overlaps into human trafficking. So there was tiny little turns of the dial, but it may take uh, a repeal and replace um, just because of of how old the statute is. And we have a newer definition of human trafficking that involves labor and the sex trade. Okay. Uh, you know. So that's one of the things. That's, that you, that's one of your hot button things here to try. And, and that's what you're talking about when you're talking about strengthening law. You're talking about ma clarifying. Is it really clarifying instead of strengthening? Is that is that a better it's, word? It's clarifying. It's giving it better definition uh, because that matters when when you're dealing with the court of law, and um, those those nuances you know make a difference. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we've had arguments about the placement of a comma in in committee, and. Uh, <laughs> I know it, it matters. So, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of work to do. Obviously my first priority is the election integrity. Uh, we weren't able to get that across. I was working with Shen Senator Shower's office. I was the lead in the, um, Republican, uh, caucus over in the house side and was trying to work with, uh, representative Tuck in that. And we, we were like, okay, let's let's figure out what we can agree on because so much needs uh, clarified, like you said. And man, we were so close. It was right there. <laughs> we, you could almost touch the goalpost. We were so close on getting an election integrity bill passed. Right. Um, and and then leadership is like, mm, no. So. Uh, that will definitely be a priority at the very beginning of session because there's there's no confidence in our elections anymore. And that right. is uh, we have to cha change that. And I want to repeal ranked choice voting. Can I get an amen on that? Yeah, like, well, I, and I've said I mean, I, I've, I've been saying that here for the last uh, few months that with all the confusion and everything else, I think that there's going to be a hue and cry from the general public come August and then going into November, I think there's going to be a hue and cry to repeal that just because people are, I mean, I've talked to people today and they still have no idea what's coming on August 16th. The whole poop parade that's about to, to lay down on them with both types of voting in the same ballot, uh, in the same election day. Uh, people are just, I mean, they're just, it's going to be infuriating for a lot of people. So we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. But I agree. I think that uh, ranked choice voting needs to, uh, needs to be repealed. Um, but let's let's talk about you just you hit on a few things there, and I think it all kind of leads back to the highs and lows of this last session. Um, you know, you you've been uh, you've been down there, you've been stuck in the minority, even when technically the Republicans shouldn't have been stuck in the minority in the House. Give me the highs and lows here of this last session for you as you watch as what you've watched what's going on. Um, what, what what do you say? Uh, well. 
I feel like I, I finally got my training wheels off this year. Uh, you know, it, you feel like when, when you first get elected, it's like, where's the bathroom? You know, how do we, how do we do this? Eddie's what are <laughs> another Eddie's? I don't think, yeah, this, this isn't brief guys. Um, special sessions. Are they special? Um, like this year, this is the first time that I've been able to, to be home knowing that there's no special sessions. Right. Right. Uh, after four years, there's no added drama. It's such a surreal feeling. I got home in May. Uh, so, you know, the, that's some highs this year that we actually finished our work on time. It's, it's possible. And was able to work with people on fi- the areas that we could agree on. I, can, I went into this session saying, okay, there's so much drama I don't have to go to that party just because I was invited. So I'm just going to let them do their thing and, and have fun anyway, focus on the areas that uh, I need to and see what we can get and, um, and keep moving on from there. And that's all fun and games until the speaker decides to kill your bill. Right. Right. Uh, Yeah. And then suddenly I'm not so righteous anymore. Right. Well, and it seems like that. I mean, you know, they, uh, my opinion, again, from the outside looking in, is that the the majority, the coalition majority led by the speaker, um, they did not want the the minority to have, it's like anything that could have been perceived as a win for the minority was like immediately, nope, that's killed. I mean, it was like, wait a second, this is good for Alaska. We've got bipartisan support for it. It seems like a good idea. we got people reaching across the aisle and across the chambers. Why wouldn't we? Nope, it's dead. I mean, anything that could be perceived as a win seems like it, it all became kind of that political theater. It absolutely was, which is so unfortunate because I think as the Republican caucus, we worked really hard at just setting aside a, a lot of the immaturity that can happen and say, okay, we're going to, we could be a royal pain in their rear end, right? Just because we could. But we said, okay, we really want to accomplish good things for Alaska. We understand that we're not the ones in control of of the calendar here, but we're still like, we legitimately want to do what's right for Alaskans. So, so let's just get there. And they're like, "Mm, no, it's, let's just keep doing it this way. (laughs) And it's unfortunate because- you know, by the end, you're wanting to push people down the stairs. In a loving Christian way, of course. Um, Of course. You know, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. Why do they want to broke what, I mean, it's working for them, right? I mean, this is the, this is my argument. It's been, they see that there's a problem, but they don't necessarily want to fix the problem because the problem offers them opportunities to remain in control, to remain in power, to obfuscate, to be able to tap into the PFD and do all these other things. Why do we want to fix that problem again? I mean, that's it seems to, for me, again, from the outside looking in, that seems to be part of the problem. Well, there, I think that's that's the majority of the problem is, I mean, it, it, we addressed the, the binding caucus and the ills of that uh, two years ago, right? We really highlighted that. And our team was able to say, okay, we're not going to be part of the Biden caucus. We're going to make room for every legislator to be able to represent their district. But we're going to focus on working together and finding agreement as a team. And it's easy to do that in the minority. But at the same time, there were areas where 
we said, okay, uh, we need each other and let's figure out how we can do that. And so we, we did it. We don't have to do that as a minority, uh, but we chose to and, and had to work harder to go get support from members of the majority when we needed the votes. Right. And see, they, the majority says, no, we don't have to do it that way. We can threaten our members and make them squirm. And that's what you saw yeah. over the concurrence vote for the dividend. And it just broke my heart because we have some good people. Like, they're really good Democrats, but they like there's there's quite a few members that I'm like, you know what? They have a heart. They're, they're really trying to represent their district. And yet they fall for the, the strong arming right. of, well, you won't get to keep this committee. I don't know what kind of deals were made, but um, it just is heartbreaking because the people always suffer, right? And right. they continue that same pattern. And the real test is that when we get in the majority, which all things are pointing to the House taking the majority back next year, is that we don't perpetuate that same madness. Right. All right, well, hold, hold the line, Sarah. Hold the line. Uh, we're going to be right back uh, in just a moment. Sarah Vance is our guest, GOP state rep for District 31, soon to be District 6. We're talking about the next session. She, of course, is running for re-election in that district. We'll talk about that and priorities and the organization and everything else. That's up next. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Our light, our guide, and our trusted friend. Okay, we're in the break right now with Sarah Vance. Uh, Sarah Vance uh, here for District Thirty One. Um, some see we did rank choice voting on the fourth in Seward. Had a ballot to rank Alaska's best tasting fish. At least ninety percent of the people were able to fill it out correctly. Okay, well, great. That's about <clears throat> that's about what uh, Doctor Van Benicombe said. He said about eleven percent of people would be disenfranchised. So ninety percent of the people were able to fill it out. I guess you're right. What about the other ten percent who weren't able to fill it out? I mean, it's great that ninety percent were able to figure it out. Happy for that. But uh, could a hundred percent of the people figure it out if it was just a regular ballot? I'm asking for a friend. I really am just wondering. Uh, I find it to be. Um, <clears throat> Overly complicated. It doesn't need to be. So I don't. I just don't understand. It was like a solution looking for a problem, and uh, and I think, like I said, I think that there'll be enough of a backlash from people that will probably, uh, will probably see some pushback on that. But we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, Sarah, what's been the reaction from your neck of the woods on the whole rank choice thing? Have you have you seen a lot of pushback, or are people satisfied with it? What uh, what what say you? Oh, no, people are saying get rid of it as soon as you possibly can. And reflecting on the ballot measure, they, they said, if I had only known that the, they, a, a lot of people thought that they were voting to get rid of dark money. Dark money. And, dark, and, dark money. Uh, and now they're like, it, it, this, is, this is craziness. And it's, it's so frustrating because the lie is that they were going to be doing something good for the people. And the people truly want that. They they want more transparency. They want uh, elections to be accessible. 
uh, to everyone. And yet this did absolutely the opposite. And, and that's what we have to change is uh, making sure that we are communicating clearly to the people about what's going on. Right. Well, and, and I think that was the thing. I've spoken to many people because I sure, sure as hell wasn't going to vote for something that was, you know, over 25 pages of changes in the in the voter pamphlet. I certainly wasn't going to vote for that as a ballot initiative. And yet many people that I talked to who ended up voting for it, and I said, why? And it was always, well, because we're going to get rid of dark money. I mean, it was a... It was a PR campaign. That's all it was. They spent $7 million in the state of Alaska convincing people that somehow this ballot measure was going to get rid of dark money. That's what all the ads said, dark money. And sure. in the end, it didn't really do what they said it was going to do. I mean, that's that's the that's the thing. It, they, they, they did well. It was a great PR campaign. Got what they wanted. Not really going to change anything. You know, it's made me very, very cautious of voting for any ballot measure. Uh, you know, it was originally supposed to be uh, a tool that the people had to to be able to to write the law, take it the matters into their own hands, and get their will on the ballot. But what it's being used now is uh, a way for outside interest groups to be able to uh, try to transform Alaska, yeah. and it's being used against the people. So I just say be very cautious of ballot initiatives because we have the legislature that is governed by the people. The people have a, a hand in that process. It's slower for a reason so that we can ask questions and and provide the check and balance uh, and that I'm accountable to you <laughs> where a ballot measure, they can just pick up and move on. Yeah, well, and we've seen uh, across the nation, it's not just an Alaska problem, we've seen activist groups across the nation engaging in the ballot measure uh, issue with states that allow that by their constitution, that they are driving that narrative in a lot of ways. They're trying to get changes made, fundamental changes made at the bat. They're pouring millions of dollars into states like Arizona and others where they, ha or maybe it was Nevada, that had the same kind of thing where they were legalizing certain things, trying to ban gun, uh, you know, putting gun laws on there through ballot initiatives and everything else. It is a, it is a slippery slope. We need to be very cautious on that for sure. And, um, I would I would love to uh, I would love to have uh, you know some further conversations on that uh, for sure. But ten seconds up, hold the line here, Sarah. We're going to be right back to you. Sarah Vance is our guest. Please subscribe and ring the bell. Subscribe, ring the bell right now on YouTube. Let's get back into it. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Based, Free Thinking Radio. Let's do it. All right, Sarah Vance is our guest, GOP state rep for District 31, soon to be District 6. Of course, we got the election coming up and uh, the primary, which is really useless except for one district in the whole state because everybody on the primary is going forward into the general. Uh, so we'll see what that runs out to. But uh, we were just talking about highs and lows in these last sessions, and Sarah mentioned, you know, the organization and 
What do you think, Sarah? I mean, we have fully a third of the legislature that has decided basically to not run anymore. And I had some interesting conversations with both Republicans and Democrats who have decided to uh, pull the plug. And, um, you know, it's I think the, the one theme that came across from both sides was that just exhausting. This whole process, especially with all the contention and, and the leadership not wanting to really fix the problem, is that a lot of the rank and file, they're just exhausted because it's just you, you're like, you know, bickering. And, and like you said, quibbling over where a comma goes. It's it's tiring. Is there a chance that this can change in this next cycle? I mean, for reals? Uh, I mean, are we going to see the possibility there of a- is a very possibility of this changing, but it's up to us, right? It's up to the people and who they send. First of all, are they going to send people who are who are going to do the will and who are going to be good team players? You know, that really matters. And uh, this year, if, if we step back for a moment and take a look, we have an opportunity this year to transform our entire state government. We have the governor's, uh, the executive branch is up for re-election. We have our U.S. Senate, our U.S. congressmen. All but one legis- uh, legislator is up for re-election. So we get to shuffle the entire deck this year. So the big question is, what do we want it to look like? I think there's a great possibility that uh, the people can send a good, strong uh, governing body And we can get our work done on time. We can come to agreements. But the reality is, I think the hard decisions are here. They're now. And um, I think that's why a lot of people stepped away is because uh, that we there's no more road to kick the can down. Right. Oh, they so they were these are (laughs) these are the rats abandoning. They could see that the icebergs ahead, and they're like, "Nope, we're out of here," kind of thing. Because we, I really think so. Yeah. So so we know that the the ship's about to hit the rocks, and they're like, "Nope, got to get out before." And and uh, we've been saying that for years that they've been kicking the can down the road, and when it eventually comes to an abrupt halt, there's going to be a lot of people left holding the bag, going, "Whoops." Uh, some of you will be saying, we've told you so, but at the same time, that doesn't necessarily help, right? Uh, the we told you so movement is not going to necessarily help the uh, situation moving forward. If the legislature uh, changes, if the if the, the, the organization and, and the Republicans come back in a majority, I'm assuming you guys are going to hold true to your idea again of no binding caucus, which might make it attractive for some Democrats to come on board with you so that they can work through some of those things as well. Is that, am I right? Or what, 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 what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, you know, no binding caucus, but there also has to be some boundaries, some rules of engagement, right? Um, just like uh, we voted to remove David Eastman from our caucus. Uh, you know, he, he's a great conservative and shares in our, uh, our values and principles. Um, but at the same time, if you can't play nice in the sandbox, maybe you need to sit out for a little while and and be a team member. Right. Uh, there was just so much controversy uh, within the team with him being there because, you know, and I've said it before, uh, I get along with David. I consider him a friend. But that was that's a hard vote because we still have to manage our own and we have to govern within. If we can't govern ourselves, there's no way that we can govern the state. Well, right. If so, you're, you're going to play as a team, you can't have a rogue player 
as even if they're you know it's like a basketball right i mean you could have the best player in the world nba style material on a high school team but if he can't play to the team's benefit to the whole team's benefit he can't run the whole court himself. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't make any sense. So no matter how good a player they are, they've got to work within the framework of that team to make it work. And uh, I mean, I agree. I mean, like I said, I've agreed with probably ninety percent of what David believes in. The problem is, I agree with only about twenty percent of the way that he tries to execute it. And I think that's problematic for a lot of people. You know, um, that was that was a hard deal, but we. You know, when you're asked, uh, you know, how do you how do you can justify moving moving on? It's that we have we can't accomplish anything without working together. Right. And um, I I advocated that he remain on his committees because I'm on uh, state affairs and judiciary committees with him. He's a very valuable member, and uh, I was really glad that I. Um, advocated for that because we were dealing with the uh, election bill and um, he's able to ask some great questions. But um, so just because we chose to not have him in our caucus at the time doesn't mean that we weren't uh, working together on larger issues. So I I just want to highlight that to people. He was still able to represent his district. That did not change. But as far as, um, trying to make sure that we are unified in um, being able to accomplish what we can, especially as a minority, uh, you know, the, the, the stakes will be much higher as a governing body in the majority. And we have to be unified. Doesn't mean that we have to be a binding caucus, but we still have to be able to have some rules of engagement. Right. No, I agree with that. All right. So if the, you know, House minority, excuse me, majority does come about, the Republican majority in the House, um, you're going to have some priorities, I'm sure, to work through and work on. Uh, The big question, of course, on many people's mind is the PFD. I mean, we really came close this year for the first time of getting a full statutory PFD, which I think shocked a lot of the people, including some of the leadership. They were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They they were only able to pull that back from the brink, you know, barely kind of thing. What do you, you know, is that is that one of your high priorities if you guys come in as a majority, being able to, you know, put the people's first call on the money as it's supposed to have been, as it, as it was written, you know, in the, uh, in the original statute, is that a priority for Sarah Vance? It is a priority for me because I actually believe in the historical formula. I believe in the dividend program. Uh, I, I've continued to ask the question of our district of if, uh, the conversation keeps going to the 50, 50 of the PMV plan, which is what is being distributed this year. And if, if that's the agreement that we can have to be able to have any dividend, how do you want me to vote on it? Because ultimately, I'll do the will of the people. Right. And people are saying, don't move. Right. Uh, you know, just stay where you're at. Well, because we, we not saw- had an overwhelming uh, group of people tell me to go with the 50-50. Right, because we saw what happened. I mean, people were like, okay, you guys aren't willing to budge off the full statutory. We'll compromise and meet you halfway at the 50-50. And they're immediately like, okay, great, 75-25. Well, that's not how compromise works. I mean, you, you know. Exactly. And, and, and they're not willing to play ball on that. So why should you have to come off your full statutory position if they're not going to do it? Besides the fact that it's right 
that's the thing. I mean, the whole thing is right. It's what the framers intended. It's it's the whole point of it. Now, that will cause some problems in the state budgeting process because they're using a lot of that money that doesn't belong to them to fund state programs and state government. That means there's going to have to be some chiseling somewhere else, right? Or new revenues. I mean, they're going to have to it's either going to have to be cuts or taxes to to offset a full PFD going back to the people as it should. What's your position on that? I mean, where do we stand on that? Well, my position on that is that we first need to um, let go of the lie that in order to have our statutory dividend that we have to uh, choose between government services like our roads being plowed and schools in order to have our dividend. Uh, I don't know that that question is ever put to anyone who is um, gets dividends from a corporation, <laughs> right? Uh, right, right, right. They, you get the dividend. That is, that is just. It's not questioned. It's formula driven for a reason. And uh, the question isn't, do you want taxes? Do you, or do you want your dividend? Uh, we get our dividend because it's the from the earnings. And then we have the conversation of what's the size of government and scope of government that you want, and how much are you willing to pay for that. I, I mean, I couldn't I couldn't agree with that more. I mean, we see the same thing at the local levels, right? Uh, we see, uh, well, you know, the question is, do you want your music programs and your after-school stuff, or do you want, you know, they, they're always threatening the, the most provocative and the most harmful program, and they're using me as an example. If we don't get the money, then we have to cut these programs. No, you don't have to cut those programs. There's plenty of other stuff that you could cut. You're cutting the most high-profile, high-visibility programs. You're threatening us, in this case, with our roads and safety and things like that, because... It's the only way you want to get our attention. It's the only way you think you're going to get it through. And quite honestly, some of that is working, Sarah. I've talked to a lot of people like, well, I don't want to pay taxes and get a dividend. I don't want to pay taxes for a dividend. Well, you don't if you put the right people in there. But that's what it comes down to. You could be for cuts. Kevin could be for cuts. You know, uh, Prax could be for cuts. I don't know. A bunch of you could be for cuts. But if there's not enough, then nothing happens. There's not enough political will to move it across the finish line. Correct. And we have to we have to look at adjusting our tax structure to strengthen the economy so that we can have more revenue flowing into the state. We need to understand what it takes to have revenue and a strong economy. And and right now, there's no direct link in the legislature to building a strong economy. We need to go back to economics 101. Right. Well, and. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more on that. We need to look at those. We need to look at those things, and we need to analyze it properly instead of just. Well, the problem here, the main problem, is that we've got two laws in conflict. We've got the statutory law, and we've got the POMV draw. And the POMV draw really was the beginning of the end for the permanent fund dividend itself because of the way it's structured. So now I know that there's a bigger call for people to say. Maybe we need to revisit SB 26 and reverse the POMV. Have you had any thoughts on that? Quickly here, we got about two minutes. I have. I've, I've not been a supporter of the POMV uh, because I see that that's how they transform the mindset about the permanent fund, and uh, we need to evaluate that. I And I would hope so. I think we need to analyze it. I mean, in 1999, in what they classified as the first rate on the permanent fund, that was the question. Should they turn it into a POMV? 83% of Alaskans said no for a reason. There were a lot of reasons why, but for a reason, 
They said no. Senate went ahead and pushed it. They got it passed back in 2014. That was the whole thing, and that was the beginning of the end for things uh, when it comes to the dividend. We're going to continue with Sarah Vance here, uh, but we are up against the break, and so we're going to continue. She's going to pour herself another cup of beard curler coffee, although she doesn't have any right now, I don't think. I think she's out. So we'll be delivering some beard curler coffee down to the peninsula here uh, in the next uh, two or three weeks. So maybe we'll slip a bag or two to Sarah Vance over there. We got more coming up. The Michael Duke Show continues. We got more uh, with Sarah right after this. Don't go anywhere. Common Sense, Liberty-based, Free Thinking Radio. Your Mental Suppository. The Michael Duke Show. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. I heard her pour that cup of coffee and I thought, hmm, I bet she's out of beard curler coffee. I bet she's got <laughs> got no more. Uh, I'm excited about your mugs and your swag coming oh, in. Yeah. I really am. I got it all ordered. It's all. And in fact, uh, I ordered it in two batches. So I actually got the first batch yesterday uh, of stuff. And then I was able to order a bunch of the mugs and everything. So it's all should be here hopefully by next week. And then uh, I guess I'm going to be delivering it out to a bunch of people in the Valley and Anchorage. And then I'm supposed to be coming down to uh, Homer uh, on the weekend of the 23rd. Uh, so a couple, couple, two and a half weeks from now. We'll see if I actually am able to make it down there. I'm definitely coming down in August. So one way or the other, we're going to have it in the next few weeks. And I will deliver it to folks down in the down in the peninsula who want to meet up with me uh, as I travel through. And, uh, yeah, we got mugs. We got hats. Uh, I mean, uh, we got mugs. We got T-shirts. Uh, I'm going to have uh, – I did get another full case of coffee. So it, that was – it was a dry spell. I'll be honest with you. I was a little bummed myself because I didn't have my own coffee for like four months, and I was a little – I was jonesing. So – uh, but now we've got the supply chain back online, so we're all good to go. It'll be it'll be good. Um, let's see. Let me go back here through the chat room a little bit to see uh, some of the comments that I can share with Sarah. Uh, Fackle is Eastman and Kirk is Emma. I mean, again, that's the, it, kind of this adversarial relationship inside the team never works. I mean, that's that's part of the problem. <clears throat> and hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, this next session that won't be. Uh, as big a deal, especially if they're in the majority. I mean, they're still, hopefully, you know, they're learning to play well with others. Um, POMV is wrong for a dividend. It's right for a retirement plan, wrong for a dividend. And um, I think that's a great, I think that's a great analysis. Um, uh, Sarah, I think that you're right. If it's a, if it's a retirement or an annuity where you're trying to draw a set amount and keep the principal intact and everything else, that's great, but a dividend program is different. It's built differently, and uh, I think that's a, I think that's a great analogy. Right, and if you listen to the conversations in the legislature, uh, the corporation and legislators have been referring, uh, referring it to as a, um, as an endowment fund, and I'm like, whoa, since when? Right, and. And that's why they're, well, this is what all the other endowment funds are doing is this POMB so that we don't overspend. And I'm like, well, it never was a problem before. That's why the dividend formula is a 
formula driven right. program. Exactly. It was never a political question before. Right. Exactly. Well, and and that's exactly it. And in fact, it prevented them from overspending because the money was in the ERA. It prevented them from overspending because it would never touch the corpus of the fund. And now we've got a potential to draw into the actual corpus and it could be dangerous. And of course, we hear this whole talk about, well, what we really need to do is have the fund at $100 million and then government would be self-sustaining. Wait a second. Wait a second. That's not the purpose of the fund. You know, there should be no disconnect between the people and the funding of government. They should have a stake in this. And when you start manipulating and taking away the PFD, you're basically cutting them out of the loop. And I think that that's wrong. And and why do we ever want government self-sustaining? That's That sounds like a dangerous proposition. Especially if the fund continues to grow, and let's say just with market growth, and it goes from 100 to 102 to 105 to 109 to 110, and government just keeps taking its 5% and growing right alongside of it. And of course, by that time, we fully expect that the PFD will probably be gone at that point. And, uh, you know, they're fat, dumb, and happy. They don't have to listen to the people at all because they're being funded completely by outside sources. And and okay. where, And where's the cushion? If the market goes bad, where's the cushion for that? They have no plan for that. And there's no dis- there's no connection to the economy, right. which is people driven. Yeah. And that's that's the major concern right there is that we have to have our state government funded in relationship to the people who produce. And right now it, we're set up to be trust fund babies. Right. Well, I think it would be, I mean, I, I think a, a, a repeal of SB 26 would be a huge first step into fixing this PFD problem. I mean, there would be no conflict at that point, and it would have to fall back on that statutory formula, and it would change It would change the whole dynamic. I mean, the whole dynamic changed when SB 26 went into effect, and this would reverse that back to where we were and hopefully, I think, put us back on track. Definitely would be a broader conversation of a full fiscal plan, which is what we need. We've already had that conversation. Now we have to have the will to do it. Yeah. No, I I, uh, 100%, 100% agree on that. Sarah Vance is our guest, GOP State Rep, District 31, soon to be District 6. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about the campaign here. We're 30 seconds out from rejoining. So we'll talk about the campaign and where things go from here. And uh, we'll see what uh, what she can what else she has un- up her sleeve, so to speak, as we go through, uh, folks. Ding! Please subscribe and ring the bell if you haven't. We're here. Got forty five people in here. Subscribe, ring the bell, and uh, let's bring it all down and get back to it. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Sarah Vance, our guest, GOP state rep for currently District 31, soon to be District 6. Talking a little bit now about the campaign season ahead of us. We were just talking about the PFD, how that is really going to be a cornerstone, I think, of any real campaign. Budgets, obviously budget-driven. So outside of PFDs and the budget, Sarah, what are you focusing on? What are you hearing from your constituency as you uh, move forward on this? What uh, what are going to be the hot-button issues for the people you represent? 
Uh, well, we've t- already talked about it is, is uh, fixing our election law. That is something that I hear the most is that we have to fix it. We have to get um, our voter rolls cleaned up. And, uh, and that's something that I've continued to work on. That's definitely a priority and um, being able to move forward on that and um, just, just getting it done, you know, go in, get it done hot and fast. And uh, it's, you know, I, I really commend Shower for the work that their office has done over the past several years because they've been able to to listen to the voice of the opposition and say, okay, well, let's just lay all the partisan stuff aside and let's talk about what is it that you want and right. finding out that we want a lot of the same things and and being able to get there. So uh, once you lay aside a lot of the drama, we we all of us want. Uh, better elections. We want it to be reliable. We want it to be consistent. We want to know that our vote is going to count. And uh, that's something that I'm hearing that we have to fix. So that's clearly my type top priority that I'm hearing uh, over and over. Um, on a less uh, sexy note, uh, abandoned vehicles. I hear from my district consistently. And uh, that has been one of the things that I'm like, I I just want to clean up my district. Right. We are such a beautiful state, uh, especially my district, just gorgeous here in the Cook Inlet and Kachemak Bay. And I don't want it to look like uh, a Democrat-run um, city. So I've been <laughs> cleaning up wow. uh, abandoned vehicles. And I am so pleased that we got uh, money in the abandoned vehicle fund specifically to be able to clean up abandoned vehicles across the state. Uh, because fire season is always a concern. So uh, when I'm driving, I will like put a note in my phone of mile marker 146, you know, right, right. call the call the borough uh, so that I can get that uh, taken care of because it matters. Those things are like the basic functions of government that we need to be doing. And uh, that's it's simple things like that that I right. hear from in our roads, of course. Well, and, and you know, here's my thing with the abandoned vehicles. I think that the state, I mean, the state shouldn't have to fund that kind of stuff. What the state should do, what the legislature should do is give some kind of statutory authority to a rolling list of salvage companies that says if the thing has been abandoned on the road for more than 96 hours or whatever, they have the statutory authority to go pick the vehicle up and to claim title on it and to do what they want with it. And, you know, that to me, that would make a lot more sense than paying the state to give it and then ended up at the wrecking yards anyway. I I think that that would make a lot more sense than having to expend a bunch of money to do it. But hey, I've, you know, uh, I know I've worked in that industry and I know those guys can make some money if they, if they haul a car away that's still got good parts on it. So, but one way or the other, you're right. Getting them off the road is a, is an important uh, deal. So PFDs, budgets, elections, uh, abandoned vehicles, make it, you know, beautifying the place. I think we need to get back to the basics, Sarah, you know, of, uh, you know, what is mandated by the Constitution, what is nice to have versus what is must-haves. And I think we've lost our way in that in that function in the state here. I mean, we spent billions of dollars. I loved how everybody suddenly became a fiscal conservative this year when they said, well, we couldn't spend on that PFD. That's, I mean, this is our largest budget ever. We're spending more money than, I mean, even though we put a lot of money away and everything, we've just been, you know, these are the same people that spent 18, 16, 17, 18 billion dollars over the last five years out of savings. And those budgets were just fine. But the minute 
minute that we have a surplus and we want to spend on, you know, I find that ironic. Right. Very much so. And uh, notice that it, it, when it, the budget went back to conference committee, it wasn't all of those additional things that got cut. It was the people's dividend. Right. And I, I don't think that got past very many people. The irony of that, there were still the diving boards and thing, the ridiculousness. Um, but right. you know, that's why, uh, we have an election is to be able to hold them accountable at the ballot box. Right. And I'm, just encouraging everyone pinch your nose with rank choice and um, just get out there anyway, because we still have an opportunity to win this. Yeah. I mean, just rank the red and, and get it uh, and get it done uh, this go around. Uh, there's plenty of things we could pull out of the budget. I mean, you've mentioned diving boards. I mean, that that was a pet peeve of mine. Those are municipal facilities funded by the state originally, but they're still municipal facilities. I think the the community should be responsible for that. But, I, you know, that's a I guess that's a nitpicky thing for me. But let's get down here. We're into the last uh, few minutes. Uh, the campaigning is on. The season has started. Obviously, we have the uh, the primary coming up here in August. Uh, are you having events? Are you having, you know, what are you doing to go out and reach out to your electorate to talk to them? Um, you know, how do people find out uh, about you, uh, meet and greets, et cetera? What, what are you doing this campaign season? I am. I encourage people to go to my Facebook page, Vote Sarah Vance, to see what I have going on. Uh, I will be at the Trump rally this weekend to to be there with all my freedom-loving Americans. And then on Sunday the 10th, uh, we are, there will be a viewing of 2000 mules by Dinesh D'Souza, uh, at Christian community church here in Homer on Bartlett street, four o'clock, the viewing of 2000 mules. And then at six 30, I will be hosting heaven and government to talk about the SCOTUS decisions and how they could possibly impact Alaska and, and how to pray. Cause people are like, what do we do now? So uh, then Monday, the 11th, 7 o'clock is another, a second viewing of 2,000 mules if you're not able to be there on Sunday. And then on Thursday, the 14th, I have a a fundraiser, my campaign kickoff at the Maritime Helicopter Hangar at 5 o'clock. We're going to have burgers and have a great time, beautiful helicopters at at their hangar. And um, I'm encouraging everyone to Put out your campaign sign. I know a lot of you are holding on to your vote van sign. Now's the time to put it out to uh, show your colors. <laughs> yeah, go out there and it always trick. It always uh, uh, tickles me when I drive down through the uh, through the uh, the highway down there towards Homer, and I start seeing the signs pop up. A lot of Sarah Van supporters down in the peninsula, and I'm glad to see it. And I hope that uh, I hope that you you continue to go back. I know you've been working hard on this stuff, and uh, it's not easy because you're you're away from your family for quite a bit. Um, and, uh, like you said, this is the first summer in four years, you've actually been able to stay home for the summer, which is, uh, I guess that's a, that's a good thing. Uh, I guess the one blessing of political season is nobody wants to be in special session during political season. So I guess that's uh, good for you. Uh, all right, Sarah, final thoughts. I posted it up. It's uh, facebook.com slash Sarah Vance Homer. And you can go over there and take a look at the Facebook page. Uh, and get the details of all where the campaign kickoffs are and everything else, including, uh, as you mentioned, next Thursday the 14th at the uh, Maritime uh, Hangar. Uh, Final thoughts here, Sarah. i give you the last two minutes for your elevator pitch for those who may be on the fence about Sarah Vance and uh, and what's going on. Well, my my elevator pitch, if you're listening to The Michael Duke Show and, and you're on the fence about me, I will pray for you. But 
Um, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's true. You probably are preaching to the I, choir here. I just, you know. Right. Right. But man, I, I, it's so good to connect with everybody again and be back home. So I miss you and um, can't wait to connect with everybody here in the community and just be encouraged about the election and, you know, get your friends in the process. So reach out to me, you know how to get a hold of me and uh, you know, we can go for coffee or whatever. I love connecting with you and just hearing your concerns because you are my priority. Right. Well, maybe, and uh, and if you want, maybe while I'm down there in uh, August, I'll be there the weekend before elections. Maybe uh, we can get together and say hi, and and uh, maybe listeners and everybody can come by and and uh, shake your hand and and see or something. We could figure something out for that. So, you've got uh, you got my support, Sarah. Uh, I think it's important, and I appreciate you appreciate you coming on board this morning and sharing with us. Thanks, Michael. All right, hold the line for just a second, folks. We're out of time. Tomorrow is another day. We're going to have folks from the Alaska Policy Forum on tomorrow to talk about education. That is the one bleeding hole in our budget for sure that we might be able to find some ways to plug up. We'll talk with them about that. Potentially some other folks as well. We're working on more political figures. It's going to be a busy week. We will see you. Have a great day. All right, Sarah, anything that I didn't get to that I should have gotten to, uh, your your final thoughts here I'll let, before I let you go. Well, uh, if you're going to the Trump rally, if this is not about Trump. This is about being with other like-minded people who want sure. to preserve our state and our nation. Support for Connect Chewbacca and everything. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm going to be having my family wear our Vote Vance shirts. If you have one, pull one out. If you'd like one, let me know. I'm going to be seeing how many we can get printed up today so that we can uh, represent and uh, and just really show that we're united. I'm super excited because we don't get the opportunity to get together and rally as a state like this. Right. No, exactly. Uh, and anybody that would love to represent, get a hold of Sarah, uh, and uh, she'll get you squared away. I'm double, double XL, by the way, just in case. So uh, okay. it's it's good stuff. Sarah Vance, uh, GOP State Rep District 31, again, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sarah Vance Homer. Sarah, thanks for coming on board. Uh, it's good to talk with you. We'll give you two or three weeks. We'll have you back again, okay? Sounds good. All right. Thanks for coming on board. Folks, that's it. We're out. Have a great day. Be kind to one another. Love one another and live well. We'll see you tomorrow morning.
we've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show. <laughs> 